The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt, so get ready, nerds, because we're talking Peacemaker, Episode 6, Mern, after reading. Welcome, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. We're reviewing Peacemaker, Episode 6, Mern, after reading. I am joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds. Matt Vader's here. It's happening. What's up, dude? It's happening. It's happening. The, uh, the, the dance is going viral. I sent you that TikTok. It's on, it's on Instagram. Yeah. It's on TikTok. I sent you the TikTok. People are doing the dance. Yep. You guys were the first ones. First episode. Episode one, we talked about you guys. We need to do a TikTok of the nope. Peacemaker <laughs> dance. I was like, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. There's one thing I've learned about us is that we talk about doing stuff. <laughs> yes, we, do. we, talk, we talk a big game. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to see me do the Nobody wants to see me. about Viking Cop for two years. Anybody <laughs> written anything about it? He's probably got a whole script up there we don't even I'm know. I'm wondering. About. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> he's, ca- he's casting it right now. He got yeah. the, the go ahead from Jan Iver. Like, yeah, go for go. it, bro. Yeah. Uh, Judas here, welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. And Matthew Cage, welcome, sir. Thank you. So uh, I think that uh, we're gearing up for the penultimate episode. Oh, drink. Listen, I'm drinking hard alcohol today. <laughs> so you cannot. What? Say penultimate? Uh. <laughs> oh, that is freaking not smooth. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, like, we are right before the penultimate episode. Jesus Christ. Son of a bitch. Hmm. He wants me to screw we're, up. We're, my liter- outro. we're literally drinking whiskey. Oh, this straight is like out of a bottle. cowboy whiskey. Though. It is. This yeah, is, that's what makes it good, bro. Put your fucking hair in your chest. All right. Before we get into this episode, oh my God. Before we get into this episode, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you want to support the podcast, go to saltynerdclub.com. There you are going to get exclusive access to four podcasts every single month this month of February, we are doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer in honor of our hostess, Jude. And uh, next month, we're going to be doing Eureka. Before that, we did uh, Doctor Who, and then we did Foundation. We have a ton of content in our library and also coming up in the future, along with special guest spots like David Hewlett is on the list as well. He's a super awesome guy, friend of the podcast. He comes on once in a while and chats with us about science fiction stuff. So head over to saltynerdclub.com and uh, help support the podcast. Get some freaking awesome content in return. All right. Episode six, Mern after reading. Kadish, take it away. What is this all about? We pick up where the previous episode left off with Leota running from Mern, who it turns out is infected by a butterfly. Though Mern knocks Leota down, he tells her he's not going to hurt her. Then Harcourt shows up and Leota tells her Mern is a butterfly. And Harcourt is all like, duh, we already all figured this out. Turns out Leota is the last one to figure out Mern is infected by a butterfly, even if Diebeard chooses to ignore this fact by literally plugging his ears every time the subject comes up. <laughs> Mern explains that the butterflies came to Earth because their planet was dying and that the goth fly is their people's leader and wants to take over the planet through leeching or using humans in positions of power as hosts. In order to stop her, FYI, goth is a girl because 
because she has an alien vagina. Mernfly took over the worst person he could find so that he wouldn't be killing a good person once he orificed him. Mern reveals that now that Project Butterfly has attacked the bottling company, the butterflies are going to move the cow, which is an animal that produces the amber fluid that the butterflies use as their food source. Now they need to track down the cow before it can be hidden somewhere where they won't be able to find it. I love that we turned orifice into a verb. Yeah. <laughs> um, is anybody else super stoked that we figured out the whole butterfly thing? Because that was our theory, right? Like well, Mern, well, Mern was a good butterfly who yeah. was trying to stop the rebel. other butterflies. He was a rebel. And we called that. I want that to yeah. be noted. Yeah. That was really <laughs> hard mean, to figure out. I mean, what were the other options? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's either with us or he's not. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> Like some kind of underground plot. I don't know, but I was no, just, I, I was not surprised by how they opened this episode. I was week. surprised that everybody else on the team knew. That, that was cool. That was that interesting. Was cool. I, I didn't expect that. Like yeah, when Har- they, Harcourt said that once Martin got blown up, she figured out that he was a butterfly because that would have killed a normal human. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even put those two together until she said that. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, but I feel like they would have acted differently. You think the characters would have acted differently in previous episodes knowing that Martin was a butterfly or they're just like. Well, I mean, don't they get all of the memories of the person whose body they they have devoured? So yeah. I guess it's not that uh, hard. Do they? Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, like the one who took over Mern is constantly haunted by all the terrible stuff he did. Uh-huh. Like, like he he's oh, like in torture okay. because he took over like the worst person he could find. And the one who took over the cop was like, "Oh, she liked you." Like she. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. But uh, anyway, all right. Go ahead. Spoilers. Kate. My God. Take it away. <laughs> All right. The next day, Peacemaker is at a show and tell at an elementary school where he's talking about being a superhero and his epic fights with Kite Man. Turns out his old pot smoking janitor buddy from the hospital asked him to show up so his daughter could one up the other kids in class. And after talking with some of the kids and finding out what could be his illegitimate daughter, Peacemaker pieces out. (laughs) This is the best part. Did you really? so funny oh, I, d- I was kind of like oh, when is this going to be over <laughs> i didn't care for it at all i just love that girl's like i think you might be my dad and he's <laughs> just like okay <laughs> i love how he just like talks shit to all the kids oh he ma- makes fun oh, of them oh, what God. are the names that he uses i don't remember it's like, like hey tubby go ahead <laughs> it's just like a like they're all very racist and stereotypical yeah yeah i mean it's classic you know straight james gun stuff it's mm-hmm. it's it was funny but it was also funny hearing him talk about his like fights with kite man <laughs> yeah kite man is is that a real thing it's, it's got to be a real dc super villain yeah i don't I, think did you, do you guys remember the the telephone pole wire commercials when we were kids when you were kids when i was i guess you probably wouldn't so there used to be <laughs> oh there used God. to be this commercial on tv it's about what do you do when you see power lines on the ground and and they go and there's all these little kids around this Freaking electric down the electric line. They go, you call the kite man. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so kite man shows up and he tells the kids how to be cool around open electric lines. No shit. Yeah. And this, and, this, and, the, okay. and, and it ends with this one girl, little girl. She goes, so and what do you do? She goes, I like frogs. What about frogs? I like frogs. Or something like that. It's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's the dumbest thing. So it's, Kite Man is a supervillain appearing in the comic books published by DC Comics. He is commonly depicted as an adversary of Batman who uses kite-based weapons to commit crimes. His name is a homage to Peanuts protagonist Charlie Brown. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) Comic books are so dumb sometimes. so stupid. I love it. Oh, man. 
<laughs> I also like when the kid uh, gets just like, well, wouldn't gravity have defeated gravity? Right. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no. Next question. <laughs> he's so insecure. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So elsewhere, Peacemaker's dad, Augie Smith, is finally being released from prison after Detective Song got an arrest warrant from her uncle, Judge Judy, to arrest Peacemaker instead of his father based on their evidence, something Captain Locke is not very happy about. Outside, Augie is picked up by one of his white supremacist minions, and when asked what his next move is, <laughs> Augie declares that he plans to kill his son. Something he should have done years ago. <laughs> and get a blowjob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he needs a blowjob first. He needs a blowjob first. Because <laughs> he didn't get them in prison, I guess. Well, why, why would he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, man. It's got a lot of minions. It's got a lot of minions in yeah. there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something about this, but... Oh, oh, the quip back and forth between him and the cop. Um... Oh. That was the that was the best part of this was little the, moment. The Lucy Lou's the, yeah, it was like I don't remember what he calls her. He calls her something, and, no, and he didn't call her anything. He was like, uh, or as they say in your language, Ching Chong Chickadee Chopsticks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she calls him something though. But then her partner ruins it. Yeah, he's yeah. like, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, dude, dude, you just bro. ruined it. Yeah, you took it too far. Man. I got it really good, and you just ruined it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I burned him, and now you look. You made us look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. That is the worst. I do it. We do it all the time on this show. Oh, that's literally all we do. I know. <laughs> Take our jokes too Take far. Take our jokes too far. <laughs> Talking about penultimate episodes. <laughs> God dang it, dude. <laughs> God, that stuff is rough. All right. I'm never buying you another bottle again. It's harsh, dude. Did you see the picture of the one I sent you before? The, uh, yeah, it was, was that Renegade you, or something? I thought you were going to bring it in. Uh, no, it wasn't mine. I was no. at dinner with somebody. Okay. Anyway, what happens next, Katie? <laughs> All right. Back at Peacemaker's trailer, he's feeding the goth fly when Vigilante shows up. While this is happening, Detective Song is preparing the police to go and arrest Peacemaker as the Project Butterfly members are trying to figure out where the cow is stashed. Back at the Peace trailer, Goff is trying to communicate with Peacemaker and Vigilante, so the two men start trying to interrogate the alien. As this is going on, Locke alerts Mern about Song's plans to arrest Peacemaker, and Mern calls Peacemaker to warn him. As the cops show up, Vigilante straps Goffly's jar to himself with duct tape as he, Peacemaker, and Eagly escape through the skylight in the trailer, narrowly avoiding being spotted by the cops as they burst in. Vigilante's so stupid. <laughs> He's like, what's like, your favorite color? He doesn't understand yes <laughs> or no questions. Yes or no questions. <laughs> Yeah, but it's really important that we know what kind of, if we start with teal and we work our way through. Why would it be teal? Why the fuck would you start with teal? <laughs> Do you guys remember when everything at the store was teal? I, I thought he started yeah. with teal because um, because his, his uniform is, is like a blue teal No, color. there was there was like this weird phase in America where you'd go to the, the mall and buy clothes and everything was and teal. Teal it was, was called, major. It was called the 80s. No, no, it was after the 80s. Was it, it was the like 90s? It was in the 90s. Really? Yeah. It started in the 80s, though, didn't it? No, this was your generation. It wasn't mine. Don't blame me for this yeah. shit. Teal. Teal. I got a question about this cow thing. Oh, I hope it's grotesque. It's, it's, it's not real, a literal cow, right? Or is it going to be a literal cow? It's going to be an animal. Like an like alien. Be, or is it going to be like some like gnarly giant starfish thing that they have buried underground? Oh, my God. Can it be like a starfish cow? Like a giant fucking cow? Or some I, like Cthulhu tentacle yes. thing with squirting... Oozy oh. fluid out of yes. all orifices. Now. Yes. Yes. I want it to be the most grotesque thing we've ever seen on TV. I kind of do too. I hope James Gunn goes that far. I want it to be an actual cow, but its udders are like Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I hope it's freaking underground and huge and just, I want it to look like the, um, the, the mother brain alien from Starship Troopers. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I want it to look like. 
Just like a big blob of shit. With a vagina mouth. Yes, indeed. I'm with you. <laughs> anyway, so so vigilante, when they the cops are coming, they're trying to escape. He throws Eagly. He throws Eagly out the window, right? He like tosses he, him. He, pushes he's him like, up. He says, sorry, buddy. And he yeah. like grabs him and kind of like thrusts him up through the sun, sunroof. Sunroof. Because the trailer and, has a sunroof. But I mean, Eagly has wings. It's yeah. fine. I thought he could, I'm like, why didn't he just fly out? I don't know why the, like the conversation between him and Eagly, like, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't, like, I know you don't like this or something. I'm like. Why is he saying well, that? He's handling him a little rough. Yeah, it was a little rough. Oh, is that it? That's I, what I it is. I don't think he had enough room to like be able to take off okay. out the hole. Peacemaker also has a funny bit here where he's like, "I think uh, I'm insecure in my masculinity, which is why I like dangerous pets." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh, they made like a Tiger King reference too, didn't they? Yeah, like one of those knuckle dicks in Georgia with a tiger on a leash. Um, yeah, that was definitely a Tiger King. Yeah, reference. yeah, absolutely, Tiger King reference. He's uh, never going to financially recover from this. No, that bitch, Carol Baskin. Did, did you guys? There's a new show coming on Prime, I think, where they're advertising it as the next Tiger King. Mm. It's about, about some murder to do with Bigfoot or some shit in Northern California. Come on. <laughs> I'm not lying. You've got me. I'm, I'm not lying. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the Foot King? It's, it's something. I'll show it to you guys later. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not even joking. I'm going to need to check that out. Yeah. For sure. Um, uh, there was something. Oh, the, okay. The duct tape part. That was the part that made me laugh. Like this uh, this little section of the, of the show was kind of like, okay, whatever. But the the bit where Vigilante's duct taping the jar to his back and he's looking, I'm like, why are you doing that? He's like, so I can use both my hands yeah. to yeah. escape. And I'm like, that is completely logical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 100% right there. If you didn't have a backpack, what do you use? Duct tape. Yeah. I got it. Duct tape fixes everything. Vigilante's not a dumbass. But it was also funny because first of all, he shows up without his mask on. And second yeah. of all, he Ubered there. <laughs> 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 I, I, like when they're trying to escape, Peace Marine's like, where's your car? He's like, what do you mean? I Ubered. <laughs> I love his glasses. Looks like a like a young Dwight Schrute. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah he actually looks like a like an 80s serial killer. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, he does look like Ted Bundy, doesn't he? He's also a serial killer. Yeah. Wow. 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 All right, what happens I mean, next? Vigilante just indiscriminately kills people. That's, right. Yeah. He, he has no qualms about it. I'm good with that. Yeah. Me too. All that's right, what happens next? All right. While searching the peace trailer, one of the cops finds the fake diary that Leota planted there. Detective Song sees Peacemaker and Vigilante trying to escape and goes to confront them in the woods. However, Vigilante falls and breaks the jar Goff was being kept in, and Goff orifices Song the first chance she gets. As Peacemaker and Vigilante try to escape, Captain Locke shows up and assists them by killing some of the cops and giving them a car to drive away in. After they escape, Goff finishes her takeover of Detective Song, and it looks like Song has survived and was just injured by Peacemaker. As the Goff Song being and her partner leave, the policeman who found the fake Peacemaker diary delivers it to Captain Locke. I have a question. Can the butterflies not survive unless they orifice somebody? Like, why do they have to do that? It seems to more it's, it's a way to blend in with the planet. Yeah. yeah, but like if you were just a butterfly in a tree, you'd be really hard to find. But once you get into a human body, you're kind of an easier target. Well, they're to trying shoot. to take over, aren't they? Well, yeah. But then we get to the end, it'll, that'll explain itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mern kind of outlined that uh, it, it's a method where it's called leeching. And so like once they enter the body of an influential human, they can use that human's power within the um the society to mm-hmm. basically advance their goals. Right. They're not trying to take over the janitor. They're trying to take over the police chief and like the mayor and people like that. Was I the only one that was like really a little uncomfortable 
was what when the police chief just murdered those cops Ooh, oh yeah that was that was, that that was, was, that was kind of dark that was right? real dark yeah he even kind of freaked out peacemaker where he's like yeah that guy was unconscious and he shot him yeah, <laughs> yeah i thought that was it was a little over the top for me you think so yeah I, I well, well, but but Locke is you know like he's one of those Mern type mercenaries mm-hmm. who just like like he has no qualms about killing. In fact, like the in credit scene on this episode was him trying to fake being sad about it, and he was just failing miserably. <laughs> is um is he not a butterfly? Well, not at this point. Oh, I thought Locke was a butterfly. No, no he's not. Because remember when the butterflies were coming in, he like shut and locked the door. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought maybe he was like with Mern already butterfly and he was just, trying to prevent them from. I think he's just like a. a he's just a psychopath. Bad, yeah, he's just he's an a asshole. Ba- he's a bad guy in a good guy uniform. Wow. Wow. Just, just for the first time in this entire series, that was like the one time that I thought. Maybe not show that in maybe, full free. Yeah. Maybe a little went too far, but. Mm. I don't, I don't know, know that it went too far, but you're, you're right. It was definitely dark. Uh, I'm on board with Eagly now. Oh, Eagly is awesome. Eagly. Like I, I was kind of like, oh my god, the stupid freaking CGI pet thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it was kind of dumb, but then like he kicked ass on this. Oh episode. yeah, he fucked some people. Yeah. Up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he poked out some eyeballs. <laughs> he poked out some eyeballs, ripped some people's faces off. I was Eagly like, oh. can fight. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was like the most useful he's been so far, mm-hmm. which was made him more than just like comedic relief to mm-hmm. me. Which I was, I was, I was all right. I'm like, all right, yeah, all right, Eagly. I see you, you down for an eagle hug now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah those shots boy. where he just swoops down and like. Rams, yeah, like, like people. Yeah. yeah, I mean Bad eagles ass. are big they're ass birds. Yeah, they're yeah, they'll fuck you up. And they got the talons. Yeah, what, what, what did Vigilante call them? They got the feet. They're called talons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what happens next? All right, back at Project Butterfly HQ, Peacemaker reveals Goff is still alive and has escaped, and that he kept Goff because he didn't trust Mern. Just then, Dibeer finds the location of the cow. Meanwhile, Goff Song uses the computer at the police station to signal to all the butterflies to come and meet her. She also notes how every body is different and butterflies have to learn how to smile all over again with new hosts. Goff Song then meets with the full force of the butterflies and leads them back to the police station where the butterflies begin orificing everyone, cops and criminals alike. This was the best scene in, in yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. This yeah. Was cool. pretty good. It was like a montage, wasn't yeah. it? Set to music too, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it's a song called Monster, which was like really a great musical selection. Like yeah. this, the show, the music, the soundtrack to this show is like top notch. It's, oh. it's amazing. I listened I, to it at work this week. Yeah, yeah. I downloaded it on my Spotify. Yeah. I'm like, this is a great playlist. It's dope. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a get you amped. Move yeah, James, James Gunn actually has an official playlist. And after every episode, he updates it to reflect like the movie, the music that's used in the show. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I think as far as like musical choices for his content, James Gunn is right up there with like Quentin Tarantino. Oh yeah. For me. Always good. Yeah. It's it's, it's just movies. offbeat and like quirky, n- not mainstream enough to mm-hmm. be, oh, I've never heard this before. This is pretty freaking cool. Well, the, like the, this show in particular, it's all like 80s glam rock for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. And, and it gives it like a really unique kind of like feel. Yeah. It goes along with the with the vibe, which is weird. I, I wouldn't expect like 80s glam to go with Peacemaker, but it well, that's kind, what makes it funny. It mm-hmm. kind of works. Yeah. Yeah, it does work. Are, are you starting to understand humor a little bit? Is that what's going on? No, I don't love this show. I don't love the show. <laughs> it's it's not. I, OK, I'll put it this way. I was going to wait until the end, but I, it's not something I, I forgot about this show this yeah. week. I had to watch it last night at like 1 a.m. because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to watch Peacemaker. It's not something I look forward to. I, I could stop watching it and be like, eh, whatever. I, think we're, I think we're almost over. But uh, yeah, it is. But this, is I, this is the penultimate episode. No, th- right. this, this is the next episode. The penultimate God, episode. <laughs> 
Gotta uh, wait till next week. We gotta go like wine coolers or something. <laughs> something a little less hairy than this. I'll make you some peace masters. <laughs> I, I will say this: like this is the first time that we've ever seen orificing happen. And, oh, and it's like when the cops are just getting like orifice left and right. Like it was, it was pretty. Gruesome. And then they just like start squirting blood. Well, yeah. And then they seize. So and then they're like. Oh, hello. This Here's is my the, new creepy smile. Yeah, this is the thing that I thought when they said, oh, the butterflies take over. I kind of had this like symbiotic idea in my head, like kind of like the um, the things from Stargate mm -hmm. where like they work together, but one has more control over the other. No, nope. you are a shell yep. and they are just like in your brain. No, you're dead and yeah. they're just controlling. You're yeah, they literally, masters. they burrow into your head and like, mm -hmm. I guess, destroy your brain to the point where it just kind of fumbles out of your mouth yep. and then mm -hmm. they just go in there and they just take over. That's so creepy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's kind of cool, though. I'm with oh, it was very cool, but I'm with Cage though. It was way more horrific than I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit, no, those people are not alive anymore. Mm -hmm. no. they're, 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 they're butterfly zombies. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. was pretty dark, and I also like the fact that they're like really upping the stakes here because, you know, basically not only does the entire police force get taken over by the butterflies, led by Goff, who's kind of like the big bad of the season, um, but the criminals, like all of the white dragons yep. minions who were like in that prison were also taken over. And so like they're setting up this like army of like super enhanced alien people that peacemaker is going to have to fight later on. Uh, what happens next game? All right. So after the police get taken over by butterflies, they follow Goff's song to hunt down Mern and his crew, all of them learning how to smile in the creepiest way possible. <laughs> While the police are getting orifice, Augie is back home with his white supremacist crew, and they are helping him suit up into the white dragon armor and preparing for hunting down and killing Peacemaker. So early on in this show, I expected Peacemaker to have to go up against the big bad, which was going to be his dad. That didn't happen. He's he has to go up against the, the butterflies are actually the big bad and and this white dragon character is like a side plot yeah so I'm curious what he's gonna have to do in the last two episodes like, maybe we'll get him in season two are they gonna team up is he gonna team up with the white supremacist I, that's what I'm anticipating um, I, I I don't know how that can work yeah well, I'm not rooting for him well the trailer for the next episode basically showed that uh, you know. Augie Smith, the white dragon attacks peacemaker. And so like, they're going to have a confrontation the next yeah. episode for sure. Okay. Yeah, maybe he gets orificed by a good butterfly. <laughs> well, well, I mean, he's armored up. So like, you know, yeah, it's completely covered, it. which I, again, I will say that that freaking armor looks crazy cool. Like cooler than peacemaker's armor, <laughs> but the whole the freaking red eyes. I was like, Oh shit. I think it's freaking. But, but remember <laughs> that vigilante pointed out that the armor has some uh, flaws to it. Did he? Oh, he did. Yeah. What did he say? At Remind the, me. At yeah, yeah. the uh, like at the joints, it has mm -hmm. weak spots. Oh, oh okay. Foreshadowing there. Yeah. Mm, you set should up. you should really like that, man. Set up and pay off. Set up and pay off. James Gunn, man, <laughs> knows his stuff. Um, but I, I thought that more so than you know when we saw the white dragon getting um, suited up, like the images of the freshly orificed butterflies smiling. Oh yeah. Were creepy as uh -huh. hell. It's like, all right, everybody, give us your creepiest smile. They should have had Doug Jones show up for this episode. <laughs> the guy who played Captain Locke was even like, oh, like yeah. he, he almost looked like he was wearing makeup. His smile mm -hmm. was like so bizarre. Well, he's a he's Very a big time. Jester. Yeah, he's a big time sci-fi guy. Like he's in all yeah. the shows. He's a starting in Atlantis. He's in freaking uh Eureka, I think he shows up. He's he, in Hell on Wheels. Hell on Wheels. Yeah, he's a bad, he's the Swede in that show. He's really? everywhere. Yeah, that's a very, very famous actor, especially for like TV shows like this. Um, and he's damn good at looking creepy. <laughs> All right. What happens next? All right. 
Back at Project Butterfly HQ, Harcourt engraves Peacemaker's weapons with the Dove of Peace, but Peacemaker says he doesn't want to kill people anymore. Harcourt supports that decision, but says they may need him to kill aliens, which Peacemaker is totally fine with. Peacemaker then goes and plays a sweet rendition of Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home on the piano before he's interrupted by Vigilante, who calls his attention to a press conference being put on by butterfly-controlled police departments. They use Peacemaker's fake diary to make all reports of an alien invasion sound made up and make Peacemaker public enemy number one, with every law enforcement organization's goal from here on out being stop Peacemaker by any means necessary. Dun, dun, dun. I want to know if Cena actually played that piano. He did. As I was, he did? Mm-hmm. Did you look that up? Mm-hmm. Wow. Cool. I'm on my way. I know. I started singing along with it. <laughs> it's such Call a, me like, a dreamer. Like, you can't not sing along oh, to yeah. that song. Right. I didn't sing along to it. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't know. You probably don't know. You're probably a butterfly. Because <laughs> <laughs> you smile. smile. <laughs> That's good. Alex is like, if it didn't come out in the nineties, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a product of my time. It's like my nineties music all sounds the same. It does. <laughs> it does. I, I am a huge, I'm a fan of seventies rock and roll. I skipped the eighties. I'm not a fan of eighties stuff, but seventies rock and roll. That's, I mean, did that, when did that uh, song come out? Eighties. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. But it's such an iconic yeah. like, song. Well, like, late eighties. I'll have to look it up. So there was a, a part before that where he was, he told uh, hardcore, he was like, I don't want to kill people yeah, anymore. Yeah, he's not, he's not going to kill people, but he's cool with killing the aliens. Still. Yeah, that, that was really like, why are we going that direction with this character? Because he he made fun of Batman but two episodes ago. He had that wonderful rant about how dumb Batman is for not killing his villains because he then in turn causes the murder of innocent people because he doesn't do, he was too candy-ass but, to well, kill his it, villains. If, if you remember in the Suicide Squad, he's like, I'll kill any number of men, women, children for yeah. peace, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like. I think that he's moving beyond that where he's okay with killing bad guys still. But when it comes to just like killing anyone, like he's having, he's struggling with it. Okay. As he should. That's dark stuff. Mm -hmm. Just kill indiscriminately. Indiscriminately. Indiscriminately, yeah. Drink some more whiskey. I'm trying. (laughs) No, I was just, I was worried that they were like going to like neuter this character. (laughs) It's rough stuff, isn't it? I was worried that they're going to like neuter this character. I'm like, He's a peacemaker. I watched this show so I can see him do badass things and like blow mm-hmm. people away. Like he did when that he did the raid on that facility and he like blew all the freaking butterflies away. That was my favorite episode so far because yep. he actually did. Yeah. And, and what he's he got was no problem killing aliens. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I don't want them to take that away from him. Like I still want him to be able to go out and get the job done. I, I don't think, like, I, think oh, we'll, man, I, I think it'll be okay. I feel bad about doing this now. Like I don't want to hear that every time. Oh, it's also kind of cool to see Harcourt you know, putting the dove of peace on his weapons. Yeah. And, and, but he was like, yeah, you put it on facing the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. It's really nice. Yeah. He checked himself. <laughs> and like, they're all like, you got a diary? And he's like, no, <laughs> I have a notebook. I've only used it like once. <laughs> yeah, and Leota, like once she saw that, that uh, press conference, she was like, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. And, and, and it makes you wonder like, how did, how, how is, um, Waller. Waller, Waller yeah. playing into this because she's the one who wanted her to plant that notebook. I think Waller's a butterfly. Waller's a butterfly? Mm, I don't know if they do that to her. I think so. I well, think yeah, is. why else would she be working with the, the alien invasion? Is she, though? Because Waller always has, like... An like, ulterior uh, motive. Yeah, yeah. She's always playing 4D chess. Like, like the stuff that she does is, is so far ahead of everyone else. And also, I think that we got to remember that this assignment for the Project Butterfly people like Divebeard and Harcourt and stuff like that was meant to be a punishment uh, for what they did at the end of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So like 
this might be like a weird way of enacting revenge or making them prove themselves or, or something like that. So you think she doesn't take the, the butterfly invasion seriously and she's just like, this is nonsense. I don't know, but like, I feel like there's, there's a different level that Waller is operating at with this, especially like there was a reason why she decided to put her own daughter mm -hmm. on this task force. And, uh, I believe that probably within the last episode, it's going to be revealed what her motivations were with this oh, thing. Oh, well, Waller's the cow. <gasps> <laughs> Just milking her amber fluid. <laughs> What's the matter, dude? Sounds right. <laughs> It's just Amanda Waller would, with like breast pumps sucked to her. <laughs> she unbuttons her shirt and she's uh, got like nine tits. Right? Yeah. She morphs into this slag thing. I, uh, it's like a like a men in black thing where it's like the yeah, shell of somebody yeah. else. Oh, yeah. this is such an iconic like gross freaking part of that movie. <laughs> is this better? Sugar in the water. More. Mar. <laughs> God, that movie. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. We need to do an alien invasion movie. We can do a Men in Black week. We could. Oh, there's three of them, huh? All so right, there's cool. actually technically four. Yeah, we don't have <laughs> <laughs> All right, what that's, happens next? Is there anything the left or is that the end of the episode? That is the end of the okay, episode. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this is by no means my favorite show that I'm watching right now. I think as far as like comic book stuff goes, it's okay. It's not something I look forward to every week. I honestly forgot mm -hmm. we were doing it this week. I was like, oh shit, I need to what watch it. What day that. is this coming out? It comes out on Thursdays. On th that's why I'm always screwed up because I try to watch it on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, damn it, then I forget. Yeah. And then no, we, like, we have Book of Boba Fett on Wednesdays. Yeah, we have Peacemaker yeah. on Thursdays. And then on Fridays, we have something else that comes out that we watch. I'm just, I'm not into this show as much as you guys. It's fun to kind of like laugh about a little bit, but it's it's not something that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see the next episode. No, I'm I just, with you. I get it. I'm just like, eh, eh it's okay. Just, I, I love this show. I know you do. Like, I, I really look forward to it every week. That's good. I know it's very popular. There's a lot of people out there who freaking love this show. I, I've seen some people on TikTok who are like, Peacemaker is the best thing on TV right now. And I'm like, <laughs> they say that while they're doing the dance. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going freaking viral on TikTok and it's pissing me off, man. <laughs> do we need to film it? No. Do we need to do it here in a little while? I'm the only one who's allowed to do it. Why? Well, if just, Di if Beard can do it, I can do it. <laughs> I'm just joking. Too. I think it, the beauty of that dance is that anyone can do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very low impact it's, dance. It's like low impact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my precitus is <laughs> I can't do the peacemaker dance. Anyway, uh, final thoughts on this episode, V. What'd you think? Um... I think this was my least favorite. I, 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 I felt a little weird with them killing all the cops. It just, it just, I, I know there's, they're shit bags and they're not supposed to be good characters and everything. I just thought it went a little dark. Mm. It went a little dark for me. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's, but I still like the show. It just had a weird part in there. And I, I'm still loving the humor, okay. still loving the music. Um, I like the whole concept of the, uh, Butterflies, orifacing things, and and uh, we need to see one people. orifice in it. <gasps> what if White Dragon and gets orifice up the butt? Oh, it could happen. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> the weak point is the joints. That would be pretty funny. Um, but yeah, no, I'm There's still in. There's a joint right in the, right in the ass. <laughs> right, yes. of well, you got to be able to walk, right? There's going to yeah. be like a spot right there where there's no armor. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cry when this series is over, but I'm still enjoying it. Okay. So yeah. all right, fair enough. Jude, final thoughts on this episode? I have the best time while I'm watching it. And then sometime between then and talking about it, I kind of forget what happens. <laughs> um, but I, I am still into it. I'm really liking it. I love the soundtrack. 
Um, yeah, I'm on board. I okay. like it. Kiddish. So uh, I really enjoyed this episode. And one of the reasons that I enjoyed it is because if you look at this series, it's an eight episode series from like a meta point of view in terms of storytelling. It's hitting the escalating action note, which, you know, James Gunn as a skilled writer, like, you know, is perfectly setting it up. So you have the alien invasion uh, group, you know, taking over the police and the criminals. And so like they're gunning for Peacemaker, but then you also have the white supremacists gunning for Peacemaker. And so like the, uh, and then, you know, they turn the entire United States law enforcement thing against the Peacemaker. So basically uh, they have piled as many obstacles in front of Peacemaker as possible. And he's now got to kind of like fight through all these obstacles in order to save the planet from an alien invasion. Peacemaker versus the world. Yes, pretty much. And uh, also they set up in the next episode, Judo Master returns like he's not dead. And uh, I love <laughs> Judo Master. So like, I don't know, but like I, I love the guy and I'm excited to see him and maybe he will explain why the butterflies aren't what we think they are. There might be another twist coming. And, uh, oh, yeah, and the fact that, uh, that the goth fly tried to communicate with peacemaker, like, uh, she was trying to tell him something leads me to believe that there could be more to this than meets the eye. She was like, my favorite color is teal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have teal wings. Why yeah. not? Um, but, um, I just felt like this episode set up everything so perfectly going into the penultimate episode. Jesus. Cheers. Um, so like, you know, the next episode is going to, to be like leading right into the finale and it looks like we're going to be seeing a showdown between uh, the white dragon and peacemaker, which should be really interesting. And, uh, I'm just, I'm really excited about these final couple episodes because I feel like this show actually built towards something and it's very rare that that happens <laughs> anymore in TV. So yeah, I like, I'm I still digging of, it. I like the, the detective duo characters I, I found them kind of funny song and fitzgibbon yeah and then to have them just like be completely destroyed in this episode and be taken over by butterflies i'm like oh man like all that That's work sad. all that character development we had between them is just gone <laughs> yeah and, and there's that moment between uh song after she's been taken over and fitzgibbons where she's like she really did have some affection for you enjoy these moments while you can mm -hmm. and then like like she creepily smiles at him <laughs> yeah and and she just kind of mentions like yeah smiling is different for every host mm -hmm. very hard all right guys that's it for uh episode six of peacemaker stay tuned next week we're going to be covering, ep covering episode seven gosh this whiskey's really hitting me yeah. all right everybody. <laughs> ultimate episode <laughs> oh. mm. Oof. Oh. howdy <laughs> how you doing oh. <laughs> <laughs> Vader, where can they find you on the socials? Um, you can find me uh, probably sleeping at the bottom of this barrel. The of this barrel <laughs> on a on a Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, Saturday some, mornings, some, some other thing at Matt Vader seventy four. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, on Saturday mornings at ten a.m. on this channel, me and Matt and whoever else joins us, we do some uh, newsy and reviewy type things. Man, this whiskey is That's strong. Blue, blue. Told you it's going to put hair in your chest. Newsy <laughs> reviewing. <laughs> All right. Jude, where can they find you at? You can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can go to Facebook and look us up at the Salty Nerd Podcast on Facebook. Right on. That's Kadish. You can find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter. Kadishbooks.com takes you to my Amazon page where you can check out my novels. 
And also, please go to saltynerd.com forward slash rate and leave us a five-star rating on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're trying to get up to 200 five-star ratings so that we can be accredited on Rotten Tomatoes as actual movie reviewers. So we'd appreciate your help. If you know anyone with an iPhone, just grab it. And go on over there. <laughs> yes. us a yeah, you make an excellent point. We're grab trying to get 200 of these ratings, and we currently at this time have about 70. So if you're listening to this um, just on the audio on Apple uh podcast um just please scroll down hit that five star so that we can get accredited so that people take us seriously yeah do it just <laughs> just grab your wife's phone put it in her face so it id scans her and just go do it that's what i did to my wife yeah but, oh you're reviewing our show <laughs> and, uh, your mother-in-laws your daughters fake reviews your, your, just, just get it done it won't be that hard you it don't have 30 to write seconds. anything just hit the five stars yeah <laughs> All right, guys, you guys can find me on our Discord app. Go to saltingyourdiscord.com. And on Monday nights, I do a live stream at 9 p.m. Pacific time, midnight on the Eastern Coast. So if you guys are a night owl on the East Coast or anywhere else in the world, really, uh, head over to Salty Nerd a YouTube channel and check out our live stream. Um, we had a great episode on last Monday night with uh, Dr. Thomas Target. I'm sorry, this whiskey's really hit me. <laughs> Dr. Thomas Target. He's Dr. Target. I'm trying to enunciate. He is a astrophysicist uh, and he's a great, really awesome guy, a nerd, just like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. And he broke down the movie, Don't Look Up. We had a ton of fun last night checking it out. So head over to the YouTube channel and find that episode if you like the science version, the, the sciencey side of uh, pop culture and science fiction. So, uh, and every single week we all do live streams. Uh, Kadish has his uh, bad writing week on Thursdays. Saturdays is Vader's night and Monday nights are my night. And me. And Jude. <laughs> You're going to be doing something new coming up soon. I'm going to be doing a trivia, a live stream uh, for our patrons. So if you're not a member of Patreon, go on over to Salty Nerd Podcast and uh, join the Patreon. Yep. And uh, so we're going to be doing a, um, a trivia night uh, live on Zoom once a month. Our right. first one is going to be March 9th. So yeah. So if you're into trivia, especially, Patreon. is it going to be Buffy the Vampire Slayer centric? The first one is going to be Buffy, okay. uh, based on the four uh, the four episodes of Buffy that we talked about uh, for Patreon. We're going to be doing a trivia based on those. All right. Cool. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. And as always, stay salty, my friends. Wicked, wicked fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Oh